Hey, hey, thanks for joining me. I'm your host, Adam Benzman, and welcome to the Roof Strategist podcast and YouTube channel, your number one resource for free roofing sales training on YouTube and your go-to listen for when you're out driving in your truck, needing some inspiration on how to market yourself, generate leads, overcome objections, and get more sales. If you'd like to join the Roof Strategist Insiders and get a free copy of my ebook, Three Tricks to Get to the Kitchen Table, and get emails every Tuesday with new episode notifications, insider tips, tricks, and the occasional lives that I do, head on over to www.roofstrategist.com and sign up right now for free. That's all, and let's hop right into this week's episode. Welcome back. Adam here, the Roof Strategist, and we are live again with another Lockdown Live. Today is inspired by a fan, subscriber, named Ryan, who emailed me, and Ryan said, hey, Adam, I've got some troubles. Right now, I'm working with customers. I'm calling a claim. I'm getting them right to that point, but for some reason, they just won't sign with me. Now, there's a reason for that. There's a reason that they won't sign, which is what I'm going to teach you today, and I'm going to show you how to overcome this and what to do because these are common mistakes that we often overlook. And once you do it, chances are this problem is going to go away for a long time. So before we jump in, though, want to make sure you're subscribed to the channel, click below and subscribe for these lockdown lives and join the insiders list. It's free. There's a link in the description. That is it. Let's jump in. Titus, welcome. Glad to have you here, man. All right. So what do you do if a homeowner doesn't want to sign with you? Now, first, let's jump into this. Why is this happening? Why does a homeowner not want to sign? Now, most people are coming at this too soon. I'm going to give you the main reasons. One, they have questions that were not answered. Okay. Or two, you had too much pressure. These are the two main reasons. Let me explain, and I'm going to show you what to do instead. So when I say questions that aren't answered, so many people fall into the trap of listening to what I'm going to call dated sales tactics. Now, sales is an art form. And I use that in quotes because it is an art form, I do believe. And many people try to just be like, well, I'm going to use this tactic, this thing, and then it's just going to work. It doesn't work like that. Now, there are times there's subtle things you can do, like you've learned in the channel on body language, uh, different phrases like I teach, like, do you have any objection? If those things do work, when they are delivered properly, okay? Now, I shared this in a previous video. For example, when I said, hey, if you want to get up on the roof, you can say, use a line, my favorite one-liner, which, by the way, if you didn't watch that live, watch that video. Do you have any objection if I hop up on your roof for a complimentary inspection? Okay, do you have any objection, right? So that's the right delivery. Now, I, I taught this to a canvasser once in the field, and he goes up to the homeowner. I'm just going to pretend that you're standing right here with this camera is, and he goes, do you have any objection if I jump up on your roof for a complimentary inspection? And I'm like, whoa, man, like, so again, application of, this, of the skill, right? So you can see how different that presentation is. So the same goes with all these sales tactics that you might be learning on books, podcasts, or training videos, okay? So let me explain. Questions that are answered means if someone doesn't know what happens next, like, well, why am I signing this? Am I contractually obligated? What happens after the insurance company goes out? Am I going to owe you anything by signing this? Am I, am I obligated to pay you something, right? So there's all these questions that are going through the mind of your prospect that are unanswered. But the problem is they don't know that they have these questions. They're not there yet. So when they're hesitant and they don't know what's to come, which I'm going to write that one down. They don't know what's next. Don't know what's next. All of a sudden, what happens is you lose trust. 
Okay. They do not trust you. The reason they don't sign with you is for one reason. They don't trust you, man. My handwriting sucks. By the way, when I first started in this field, I think I might have told you this story. Um, I was running an office two hours from our corporate office. And whenever I'd handwrite things and fax it, because back then we used a fax machine, I'd get a call from the office uh, and they'd say, um, hey, can you um, grab that document and, and uh, transcribe, read it to me? Because I can't read your handwriting. So I apologize. So that says the word trust. Trust is a blue word. Okay. So it means that they do not trust you. There is no trust. When there's no trust, people won't sign. So what do you do? You have to build trust. This is what makes the training and the teachings that I preach different. I get a lot of pushback from folks saying, listen, um, hard sell, hard sell, hard sell, ask for the business. There's a time and a place, yes, but ultimately you need to build trust, okay? So the key theme here is to build that trust, okay? What causes a lack of trust isn't because you're not a, because you're a bad person. It's not because um, you did a bad pitch. It's none of those. These are things that you need to, to develop to learn to be trustworthy. Trustworthy, making promise, following with it. Contractors are notorious for that, right? And um, uh, let's see here. When you embody trustworthy behavior, it is body language, it's how you listen, and it's how you answer people's questions, okay? So if they have a question that's unanswered, immediately they're going to go to a bad place so they don't trust you. So you must answer those questions. I'm going to teach you how to do this in a second. The other common mistake is too much pressure, which also leads to lack of trust. Why are you pushing me to sign this thing, right? Have you guys ever heard that? Why are you pushing me to sign this thing? They don't even know if it's approved yet. That's a common objection. I don't hear about it a lot. I don't have people uh, messaging me saying, hey, Adam, people are saying this. And the reason for that is there's other layers. And those other layers are what is communicated to me. So um, if you pressure someone and say, hey, I want you to find this agreement so I can go to bat, it's pushy, okay? So if you're too pushy in that pressure, people get caught in their heels, they don't trust you. And then if you if they don't know what's next, they're not gonna trust you. I'm gonna sign this, but then what happens? Because then they're like, wait a minute, did I just sign my life away? Do I owe them something? Do we need to explain the process? So this is the reason is it boils down to these three things and a lack of trust, okay? You, there's questions they have that aren't answered. They don't know what happens next or you've pressured too much. So what do you do? This is what you do. And by the way, when I'm done here, I saw a few comments in the chat. So I'm going to go ahead and read those um, when we're done because I have a tendency to get sidetracked like a squirrel. All right. So here's what you do. You want to do this. Okay. Before you get to the contingency, you need to get to yes. And here's what I mean. I've done other videos on this as well, by the way. Watch every video I've ever done on contingency agreement. Search channel, just type in the word contingency or C-O-N-T, and then that's it. All of them will pop up. So you need to get to yes. So you do your presentation. You say, Mr. and Mrs. Homeowner, would you like to hear how we may, may be able to help you through this process? You need to ask a question to get to yes before you get to the contingency or the proposal or the estimate, whatever it is you're doing. Would you like to see how we can help you? Get to yes. Great. Before I show you, write this down, guys. This is a very simple process. Get to yes, get permission. You, want, you literally are saying, ask me to sell you. That's what you're doing. You're getting them to say yes. And I want to use, use an example for this, okay? Think of the last time you were at a restaurant. Hey there, are you ready for me to take your order? Yes, we are. I'll have this. They're literally asking for the business. Now, I know this is like a crazy extreme example, but this is sales. You are at a restaurant to buy something. They ask for permission for you to take their order, okay, for you to give them money. 
it's so simple, but we so overlook it. So you want to get the yes first, right? So would you like to learn how we can help you through this process? Or would you like to see how it works to work with us? Yes. Whatever it is, keep it simple. Ask that yes or no question, okay? Then before you do it, before you ask, do you have any questions so far? Do you have any questions so far about what I've covered, okay? If they say no, that means you've covered everything, you're good to go. If they say how, how we work and how we can help you through this process, yes. Before I go into details, I want to ask you one question. Do you have any questions of what we've covered so far? You'll be amazed. Sometimes they'll say no, and you great. You know you can go right into that contingency, right into your estimate, right into your proposal, contract, whatever it is, okay? If they say, I do have some questions, then what you need to do is say, is address those. Address the question, answer the question. Then go back. Any other questions before we get into the details? Wait till they run out of questions, okay? Now, you want to, what I call tee up, right? You want to tee up that contingency agreement so they know what's coming because, again, those three elements. Not they have questions that aren't answered, uh, you're too pushy, or they don't know what happens at next. So by asking for their permission, we squash this one. Shocker. <laughs> we, we squash this one by asking, do you have any more questions? So, no, that's done. Um, we asked if they, so we're not too pushy because they're asking. We've addressed all their questions. This one's done. Now we're stuck with one more. I'm not flicking out. There's my ring finger. I don't know why I chose the three, but it worked. It's the noise of doing things live, right? No editing here. So this one is they need to know what happens next. Great. So now we know the third element, okay? The third element, so we get to yes. Do you have any questions? We answer, we address, and then we move into, great. I'm going to explain the entire process from start to finish. So you know how we work and what happens next and then what happens after that. Does that sound good? Get to another yes. Great. So first get to yes, get the questions, make sure they're all answered. I'm going to explain the process every step of the way. Sound good. Always is it. You got to hear on the channel. It's a great way to make sure people are paying attention. Does that sound good? Yes. Oh, it does sound good. It catches you on your heels and it makes you like re-engage. And again, the more yeses we get to, the easier it is when I say, so all I need is your autograph right here. Too. Um, we want to explain the, the contingency. I'm only going to breeze through this because I've done other videos on how to use the contingency agreement as a sales tool. I'm going to repeat that because most people hear me and they're like, Adam, you're full of it. I promise you that contingency agreement, when used properly, and it took me a couple of years to figure this out, becomes a strong sales tool. So I do this. This agreement covers three things before they're going to read it and see everything. First, it allows me to go to bat for uh, for you with your insurance company because, as you know, your information is protected by law. So if I meet with the adjuster or communicate with your insurance company, they just have this to know that, hey, we're working together. They're not going to release your information to some stranger. Okay. Second thing, this agreement is 100% contingent upon everything getting approved. Meaning, if it does not get approved, this is dust in the wind. You don't owe us a thing, okay? Now, Mrs. Homeowner, what is important for you to realize is that we provide this service at no cost. We don't get paid for this. There's a lot of legwork as an insurance restoration contractor that goes into meeting the adjuster, getting your claim approved, reviewing it to make sure that the assessment is proper, managing the project all the way through, and then invoicing the insurance company to release any additional funds due so you're made whole again. Does that make sense? You see that? Sound good? Does that make sense? We're getting the yes. They say yes. Great. So because of that, the third point of this agreement states that once we get everything approved, we become the contractor of choice to do the work. Does all of these three things make sense? Yes. So I'm getting a yes to all three points, okay? Um, 
we go to bat, we're allowed to represent the insurance company, communicate on your behalf too. This is contingent upon the approval of third company contractor choice. Okay, those are the three points. By the way, this information, a cheat sheet on this is included in the marketing battle pack below. Okay, it is one of the pieces along with a sample contingency agreement. Uh, quick disclaimer, I'm not a lawyer. I this any contingency agreement used must be run by a lawyer. Every state law is, is different. What I provide is a sample, so you can use this as a sales tool. Okay, so that is included in the um, battle pack link in the description. So we get to all those. Then we say, great. I want to explain what happens next, and then we'll get the paperwork side out of the way. You'll notice I said paperwork. I never use the word contract agreement. I don't use force. By the way, Ryan, who suggested this, I believe said that it helped when he started using it, the word contingency and switching some of his language around. So what we want to do is make sure that they know um, what happens next. So here's what's going to happen. Once we have this agreement executed or filled out together, we're going to call in the claim. The adjuster is going to come out. I go there right with him or her. We get everything assessed. I review that paperwork. We get to a point that everything looks good and that everything has been assessed properly. By the way, watch my video on assessment versus price. I believe the title is something along the lines of breaking the emotional attachment. Okay. So you can find that in the video search. So by doing that, now that's that third element. You've scratched the itch of every reason they're not going to sign because they want to know what happens next. Everybody wants to know what happens next. Same, same reason. Have you ever tracked shipping on an Amazon Prime item? You know it's going to be there in two days. Well, right now it might be longer, but ultimately I do it. Order came through. When's it going to arrive? Oh, two days, just like they said, but we do it as humans. Okay. So again, once we scratch the itch of every little step of the way, they're like, man, this guy knows what he's doing. He's going to go to bat for me. There's no surprises. This agreement's dust in the wind. If, if nothing pans out, we're good to go. So I say, excellent. Now I transition, say any, and I ask one more time, you have any final questions before you get to the paperwork? No. Perfect. So I already showed you what those three things are. Remind them what it is. All we need to do, by the way, this is really important, to get started on your behalf is your autograph right here. Read through it, boom, they sign it, you're done, okay? And then again, set the expectation of when that next follow-up is. You do this, promise you're not gonna have any issues of people not wanting to sign anything. What I will do another video on in the future is what will happen, because sometimes people are like, well, I'll just wait till the insurance comes out. That's a separate objection for another video in another day which uh, if you want to hear, just drop in a comment because I've heard it a, a couple times. I don't know how common it is for you because for me, it didn't come out very much. I just, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fly guy. I figure out how to handle these things. And I want to teach you if that's a skill set that you'd like to develop. So that's all I have for today. If you like the video, give it a thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. That's how you get notifications when I go live. I have decided uh, to keep some of these lives going for a bit more, uh, the Lockdown Lives, which will be daily. I will let you know as they start to simmer or when I have like a termination date, so to speak, on when these daily lives um, will stop from the lockdowns, obviously from the stay-at-home orders. But I do want to keep going for a bit. And after that, I'm super pumped at the feedback I've gotten from the community to keep some of this stuff going. So I have some cool stuff for you. I'll share more later. Um, again, give it a thumbs up, subscribe, and join that insiders list. You get a free copy of my ebook a discount on the battle pack if you're interested, and then you can check out what's in the battle pack in the link below. Let's turn our attention super fast over to these comments. So I hear some, um, hey boss. Oh, hey, <laughs> I can't stay long. I'm out knocking and lunch is over. I wanted to say thank you for all the great info you share here. I've sold hundreds of roofs over the last two years and three already this week. That is awesome. I wear gloves so I can still shake your hand. Um, has it been good line for me lately? Awesome. Do you see, by the way, on the protecting yourself thing? Now, everyone might have different opinions on the handshaking piece. I'm not a doctor. Use your judgment, gauge your comfort with other people, be safe. But either way, 
This is Titus that just shared what's working for him. So I love this community. I love when you guys show up live and share these stories because if that works for you, keep rolling with it and, and test these things out. And again, adjust as you need to based on where you're at. Because if you're in the Northeast, it's a whole different animal than Texas right now, which is different than Kansas, which is different than Missouri. Illinois is in a bad spot. Everyone's in a different world. So adapt as needed. Thank you all for joining me today. This has been fun. Thank you again for Ryan for suggesting this video topic. Email me, adam at roofstrategist.com or drop a comment for anything that you would like to see on an upcoming Lockdown Live. And as you can tell, I had like four espressos today. It helps. <laughs> we'll see you guys tomorrow. Subscribe, like the video. We'll see you next time. Hey, hey, thanks again for joining me for this week's episode of the Roof Strategist podcast and YouTube channel. If you are out on a roof or driving around, you'll find everything you need right there in the show notes. So click for all the links, the description, and if you have any questions, email me personally, adam at roofstrategist.com. Thanks again, and I will see you next Tuesday.